God bless you and welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We appreciate and welcome all of you, our listeners around the world. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word from the Lord. and negative inferences or uh, behaviors, stuff that used to would shock us. Now as we glance over and keep right on moving. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you that is not natural. Come on. And there are consequences for all behaviors. All behaviors there's consequences. I want to give honor to the uh, angel of this house, Dr. Sutton. Amen. I've always admired him since the first day I met him. I, I watch people. I don't just hear what you say because that's really not the truest form of, of communication. The truest form of communication is your behavior. Amen. You say you love me, but does your hate behavior, does it sustain that? Does it back that up? Does it support that premise? Amen. And so uh, that's what we're seeing Today, we see people say, oh, we love you. Mm -hmm. But their behavior, the laws that they pass, the statutes are mm. hurting people. That's right. yes. Compassion is leaving. Yes. People don't even, well, I ain't going to say that yet. I'm getting ahead of myself. Take your time, Pastor. I thank God that my wife is here with me. She's been with me for uh, 40, 43 years. Amen. Amen. That's a big deal yes, to put up with me for 43 years, and I put up with her for 43 years. But God has, I wish, no, I don't even wish, I know we can't take any, any credit for that. Because if it had not been for the Lord that was, that is, and that will be on our side, we could, we'd fall apart Amen. like the rest of the world. You know, the divorce rate is higher in the church than it is in the world now. You know, the enemy is relentless. He's relentless at his assaults. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to do. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Everything in your life. Your dreams, your hopes, your relationships, your ambitions. He doesn't want you planning for the future. He wants your future to be to appear hopeless. Somewhere along the line, he would love to talk you into taking your own life. Just to right, check out. Right. We've all been there. I know I have. Well, I have literally. I was excited with suicide. It was my way of escape. I could get out of this trouble. Uh, quick testimony. Then I'll uh, quickly get into this word. Uh, I haven't always stood as God's man. Uh, I didn't come up. I was raised in the church, but I didn't stay. And I went, went into the world and wanted to do my own thing, like many of us yeah. have done. We did the prodigal thing. And uh, I had got in this one incident where uh, I had 13 felonies at one time. Mm. They had just passed the strike three law. So every three felonies was a life sentence. Mm -hmm. It was a life sentence. So I had 13, so I had four life sentences. And they throw that other one little off felony in to go with it. So I was a done deal. When I came back from arraignment, and that judge, after listening, 
to that court stenographer read off those charges. Count one. Count two. Everybody was, what you do? Ain't none of your business. And they were felonies. Count three, all the way up to count 13. And that's when they hit me. I have wrecked my life. I'm finna go to prison for the rest of my life. And that dilemma was driving me insane. My mind was rejecting it and it was running through my head trying to find a place to sit down where it would be comfortable. But for me to spend my life in prison, I knew what that meant. That meant that I would either become somebody's woman or I would have to become a vicious, vicious man. And start my tenure out by taking somebody's life. Look at everybody. Yeah, no, no, I ain't the one. You know. But in order to premeditate and take someone's life, you have to have a reason. It can't be just because you want to escape or something. It's got to be something that arouses your passion. Somebody uh, uh, raped your wife, killed your children. And you can plot and do it. Tell God, hold on, I'll be back. I'm going to step outside of the blood and do a thing. I'll be back, though. That's how we make deals with God to, to uh, support our passions. Yeah, come on, you teach. And, and, and my mind, when I prepared myself to premeditate taking someone's life, I had nothing in my heart to support taking somebody's life. So I was trapped in a dilemma of which I knew no way out until I decided. Hey, my life is messed up beyond repair. Why go through the time and just suffer? I was take my life now. And it was exciting. It was places for that to sit down on. Boom. Good, I had a plan. You know, man, we need plans to work things out. And that was my plan, to take my life. And I sat there in bliss, seeing how I was going to get out of this. And, and I got to thinking some more. I said, what if I take my life and I bust hell wide open? Mm. And that was the dilemma that changed my life. I said, Lord, look at the mess I have made of my life. I can't live. And face was in front of me. Now I can't even kill my life, take my life, and run to death to cover me. I was caught between life and death. Any of you ever been there? Where you're caught between life and death. And you can't go any direction. And that's when I finally turned to God. I said, look here. I have checkmated myself. I can't lay this on nobody. This was all my doing. These were my plans. Everything that I got away with, I'm going to pay the price for. Karma has come back to rest. I'm reaping what I have sown. And I said, Lord, I don't know how to be. You know, I'm just an old hustler from St. Louis living out here in California. I've done so much dirt. I said, but I don't really know how to be the type of Christian that my mama talked about and that all these folks talked about. I said, but I ain't got no other place to go. I can't, I can't live and I can't die. I said, I'm, I'm I have come to you because I literally, I ain't got no other place to go. I said, you're going to have to be with me. That was a peace that came over me. I cannot articulate it. It was too, too deep. But my heart received rest. Come on. 
My yes, heart sir. was at rest. Yeah. And a few minutes later, of course, God began to do some series of miracles. Wow. I was brought back in the court. I'm wondering what's going on now. They, maybe they found something else I got away with now. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go to jail for life. I, I was fine. I was with God. Now God was with me. And he gave me assurance that he would be with me. And make a long story short, uh, uh, the uh, judge, he said, I don't, I'm not sure why I'm doing this, Mr. Rooks. Call Come me on, Mr. Rooks. Come on. <laughs> but I'm releasing you on your own recognizance. Come on. I know, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. Yeah. You can't, you'll never convince me. I don't care how good of a talker you are, how your philosophical thoughts are way expanded. You'll never convince me that God did not intervene in my life. Come on. You don't waste your time. You never, you never, you never convince me to believe in God anymore because I know. Come Beyond on. belief, I know. How many of you know God? You know He is God. You know. You use your belief for other things now, but when it comes to you and God, you know. Can nobody talk you out of it? May not be able to tell you like you need to hear it to change, but you ain't gonna convince me that God isn't God. I know He is. And as you can see, that was probably about twenty years ago. It was a while back. And I wound up doing, I still thought I was going to jail. I just, the peace I had was that God was with me. That's all I needed. That's all you needed. But he eventually touched the heart of the judge and prosecutors, and they, they dropped 12 felonies and charged me with one. They dropped 12 felonies. They defied their own laws. That was a that was a statute. They was in the process of prisons had become a, a big business now, and they were trying to get them things filled up. And I was done. All they had to do was just follow their stuff. But God, but God, God had another plan. I waited to get out and save my wife. She came back dragging or fighting and kicking, but I got her back in my life. I said, I showed her how to love me one. She even had one of those felonies. You know, she she passed one of those checks. And uh, I told him I made her do it. And she said, yes, he did. <laughs> but, but my goal was to get her out. We had two children and a newborn. We had one child and a newborn. And she needed to be out, and I knew that. And so I took the rap. Put it all on me, put it on me. And God in his great mercy, Great mercy. And yeah. his love. Yeah. He came to my rescue. Come on. When nobody else could help. Come on. What's that song? When nobody else can help. Yeah. God makes a way. Yes, yes. And I'm grateful. Yeah. And I'm thankful. Thank you. For those of you who like to take notes, we're going to use for a, a subject core values. Core values. Say core values. Core values. Keep it in the atmosphere. Core values. Okay. I'm a, a social worker at the Missouri Veterans Home. I know you've probably heard reports of some of the stuff that we've been through. And uh, it's not just our home. It's all, all homes. 
whether it's a nursing home or your regular home. Uh, it, the, 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 the reason core values are so important because, first of all, they are statutes of God. There are things that, that give us parameters. This is for as I go. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to stand here and, and turn my back and, and just I trust God and just throw myself backwards on the floor and see all y'all say, look at that food. <laughs> Testing God like that. What's wrong with it? But it's the core values. It's the values that I have placed in my life and are still placing in my life. Because your values, they'll change as you grow older. Each stage of life has significant issues within it. I can't remember. I remember looking in the mirror trying to see if hair was growing on my face. You know, I couldn't wait to grow up, become a man. I associated the manhood with hair, beards, and mustaches. And y'all do, don't be laughing at me. Y'all do the same thing. You know, you look in the mirror, see something grow, get bigger. And carrying on, we judge, that's how we judge ourselves, our stages. But I don't remember. One minute I was looking for peach fuzz on my face to grow, and the next minute I got just from in trying to cover the green, <laughs> trying to hold on as long as I can. Uh, but it's those values uh, that has been a bulwark in the standard, and we all need them. And so what we see now in, 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 in care of humanity, when we care for one another, uh, we see strange things like uh, people considering, I'm not respecting no elder. Elder need to respect me. Mm -hmm. become, uh, some young people, you can't tell them nothing now. I know we was bad. Well, we did bad too, Dr. Say. Yep. Trying to tell us at all. And talking to my granddaughter, you almost need a lawyer. You know, and one of them little shock rods said, that's enough. I said, shut up. Just listen. They are so articulate. They, uh, they know it all. And we know they know nothing. At all. That's really important. Like core values. How do we get like this? Well, core values are something that you get from your family structure. God set up the family structure. He, he didn't just, just arbitrarily come up with, uh, with this order, this structure. A man shall leave his father and mother's house and cling to his wife. God just wasn't blurting out stuff. Well, this is just I want, want y'all to do it. Even though he could, he ain't got to give us a reason. But there are reasons he designed the family structure with a father and a mother and the children. There are things that you get in that system that will sustain you in life, that will enable you to face every season that you go through Hallelujah. with the best outcome possible. Now, as you get older, the things change. Your, your body changes. I have to be careful just walking. You feel unsteady. 
you used to trip over a brick, now you trip over a pebble. Because your gate ain't that strong. You have to leave it when you're going up steps. You hold on to that brick. That's right. And the, whenever I go down my steps at my house, when I hit the top, I stop and make myself focus. Boom! And I go down one foot at a time. You know, because if I try to go too fast, I can lose my balance. I'm already unstable. So all these things are, are, are coming in your way. And so when God designed the family structure, uh, there are, I'm just going to talk about three, three, uh, uh, I'm going to make three points from man, mankind's core values that include women and children and all of us. Uh, one is empathy. Other is integrity. And, other, and the last one, that there, like I said, there are more, like passion and compassion. Uh, but I want to talk about these three because they are significant when it comes to uh, the family structure, when it comes to the work of the ministry. When it comes to our representation to the world, when they see us in our behavior, there should be something holy about it. Come on. And as, as the uh, pastor said, it's not your dress, it's your behavior. Yes. You know, because you can put on a Brooks Brothers suit and, and, and really look the part, but your behavior is going to dictate the truth. Yes. It's going to show if, you, if you're just talking the talk. But you're not walking the walk, you know. And so those core values, you get them through your parents' modeling. You know, work at Dad, mom gets up, goes to work. You know, they 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 model uh, empathy. Uh, little boy, stop beating on your sister. You're to love her. She's not there for you to abuse and dislike. It's your family. It's blood. So you learn empathy. In the family first. A lot of people don't even know what it means. It's almost like the word holiness. They say, oh, that's a bad word, holiness. That means you're stupid or something. That's how young people look at it. But without holiness, you, you, can't, you can't even stay saved. Amen. Well, you can walk away from God. He'll never walk away from you. But you can you can you can walk away from the Lord and go back out into the world. It's called backslide. Yeah. Yeah. People do it all the time. Yeah. We do it on a daily basis. Maybe not to the point where our behavior now is displayed to the world. But there are times we backslide when somebody does something, they cut you off. And before you can catch yourself, you can backslide. <laughs> Some kind of gesture. You gotta ask God, Lord, this is unbecoming uh, my relationship with you. I apologize. I'm sorry. You know. Or you meet someone and say, I just don't like her. You're a Christian. You can't do that. You ain't gotta have no reason. I just don't like you. I don't know you. You know, I just don't. Those are the things. Those are the big deals with God. Those are the little fine nitpicking things that God holds very high. Very high. Some of us Christians, we haven't smiled in so long. If we smile, we'll scare people. <laughs> but the core values, that's what we get in church. So fast forward to now. We know that families have been decimated. 
Fathers are losing their titles. They're no longer called fathers. They're called what? Dad and baby daddies. Motherhood has been changed and augmented. They don't call you mother. They call you baby mama. What is that? A mama's baby. A baby's mama. How does that relate to, to a mother? There's a big difference. Motherhood. Motherhood is full, powerful. Uh, there's been stories about behaviors that have been done by mothers that were supernatural, lifting cars up off their babies and, and, and what have you, and enduring, working two jobs and going to school. Yeah. I mean, very powerful. I watch you, sisters. You guys are doing it. All the help you use it for yourself is supposed to be for us. But because we did not behave ourselves, you're using it for you. Okay? We don't, sometimes we don't want to listen. And then there's times we need to listen, and there's times we need to, no, honey, that ain't the way. You know, we don't agree to disagree. But you've got to know the, the, the fine arts of, of what's going on at the, at, the, uh, at the time. And so core values, they are standards in your life. Uh, Without empathy, for those of you who don't know what empathy means, empathy is, is simply this. The ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. God is full of empathy. That's what he did. He put himself in our place. He didn't have to. Jesus told him about it too. Hey, can we do this another way? You know, I love them too. Is there any other way that I don't have to be separated from you because of the sins I'm taking on on their behalf? Is there any way? And he finally said, not my will. Your will be done. That's why I came for. And so it was, it was empathy that caused Christ to be obedient. It was empathy that God gave us his son. Amen. We were in trouble. And so what you see now in nursing homes you have a lot of people that are uh, they're working but they, their core values are all messed up so they treat seniors with such disrespect they treat them with, with uh, such wrongness it is natural for them to be on the job 8 hours and they gave nobody no order they can't get up to get it themselves. So now the person going to the hospital for dehydration. All because you didn't have enough integrity, enough empathy to make sure they got their services, what you're being paid for. And this is a global phenomenon that's going on. It's because we're now living in a shifted, uh, generational shift. The families have been, they didn't get, most a lot of the young people, they never got to see dad go to work because dad was never there. Many of them don't even know who their dad is. Right. And they have this resentment against uh, male figures. They have this disrespect. And it shows in every facet of life. In the media, in the music industry, entertainment, uh, in our homes, in our communities. Our communities are decimated. Our young people are walking around with their pants hanging off. They, I can't wrap my head around that. 
I'm a cardiologist. I can't wrap my I can't wrap my head around that, Doctor Sutton, to walk around with my behind out. No. I tried to get with them and understand. You know, maybe I'm old, folkly, and I didn't got old, and and but I searched for the principles. What does this accomplish? That's worth anything. But when you try to, they'll almost die before they pull them up. And our daughters, they flock to them. When they should look at that and just scream like they just seen a horror show. Because that's exactly what you're going to get. You're not going to get somebody with core values. That core values are, are whatever society does, that's what I'm going to do. I didn't, I didn't, this is just this is the world. I even talk about the Christians. But this is, you have Christians to do it too. They put them down just a little bit. But they can't put their pants up put a belt on. I, I can't. Maybe I'm too old. But those are the core values that we're seeing now. And so I looked at our core values and then I said, Lord, what are your core values? And I came up, he has many. He has many. But the three main ones that affect us the most is found in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only not an extra one, not one of them. He gave his only begotten son to bear our sins. To not only just bear our sins, but to be an example, to set, to model a behavior that we could cause to be reinforced as we do it on a daily basis. Pastor preached last Sunday about uh, atmospheres and and how there's that atmospheres create climates. And there are some things that won't function in certain climates. Like, I love palm trees. But if I ordered one right here, it would die during the winter. It wouldn't survive. You got to go to Florida or Argentina or somewhere to get your oranges. Or California, get your oranges. Certain climates don't support. And so these core values, they, they create a climate especially when they line up with God's word and his will. Yeah. They create a climate for us to exist in where we can love the unlovable. Where we can sit down at the table in the presence of our enemies. Where we can not uh, rebel and do things that are inconsistent not only as a Christian but just as a, as, as a human is concerned. Bad behavior. Those core values are our hope. Love, John 3.16. Love is great, is God's greatest core value. Love is the blood that runs through God. It's what pumps his heart. And I am grateful because if you ever get on God's bad side, if he had one, when he, when he does something, what we consider bad, it becomes good because he did it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And he, he will enable us uh, 
because of his core values to do things that we never we never could do. John three sixteen. We were we were absolutely lost. We were hopeless. You think you got problems now? If Christ had not came and did what he did, I don't even think humanity would be here right now. We probably destroyed ourselves. I used to think that was impossible, but as you can see now, there are certain behaviors where you can destroy this planet. Yeah. We, with, with all the chemicals and all the pollution and all the greed, uh, uh, corners cut just to make a buck, we tan the planet up now. And they say if we don't change uh, within the next 20 years, we might as well forget it because it's irreversible. The damage to our nation, to our planet, will be, uh, uh, you can't, they won't be able to fix it. But it's the core values that have people behaving in ways, bad core values. Another attribute or core value of God is grace. Grace. And we know we could not make it without his love. And his love is not like our love. We talk about it, but we really don't love like Jesus loves. Come on. Come on. We're working to try to perfect that. The Bible gave us the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Whenever we assemble ourselves together, it's not so we can see what everybody gets on. We draw strength from each other. When I walk in the house of the Lord and the saints are in there praising, I feel at home. Yes. I feel at home. Though I, some of you I've never met, there's already a covenant relationship because of what we have in common. Yes. Which is our faith in God. Yes. And so, uh, without grace, we couldn't even do this. Amen. Without grace, you can't be saved. Second Corinthians 12 and 9, Ephesians 2 and 5. It talks about his amazing grace. It talks about uh, uh, grace is simply God's ability for our lives. That's the simplest form. I know Dr. Sutton, he probably got some, some good Hebrew and Greek. He can work that thing, but, but I'm working towards that. I'm working to get up there. But right now, the bottom line is uh, uh, grace, if grace, if I had not grabbed grace, I would not have been able to say yes, Lord. Yeah, that's right. So don't be too hard Come on. on your brothers and sisters that are struggling to come in. Pray girl, God's grace over them. Because they couldn't do it without his grace. If they don't understand what his grace is and receive it for their lives, they will be lost. Because you cannot come to Christ on your own. His grace has to draw you. His grace has to pull you. That's God's core value. He would that all men would be saved. All men. That's his desire. The, the last and one of the most important Core values of God is mercy. Amen. Now, I can sit up here, look like a preacher, feel like a preacher, and a preacher. But there are still things inside of me where I respond wrong. I get angry. And I'll see it in my mind. Slap you in my mind. Looking at you smiling. Why are they smiling? I just insulted them. I just slapped you in my mind. I'm fine now. But that's not right. God does 
not want us behaving that way. Our biggest enemy is the one that's inside of us. Yes, it is. That's the one we spend a lifetime trying to uh, uh, bring under God's, uh, bring under the blood of Jesus. Just when you thought you'd become holy and you've arrived, some circumstance or some situation to take forth or go forth, and there you go again. Oh, Jacob, it came back. <laughs> I used to wonder why God would call Abraham, I mean, call uh, uh, Israel, call him Israel one minute, and then next minute he called him Jacob. I thought you changed his name. He wrestled with you all night. He said, I ain't letting you go until you bless me. And he wasn't after no money. He knew his behavior was not consistent yeah. as a child of God. And that's how we have to, we have to grab hold of God too. So, Lord, I'm not letting you go till you change my behavior. Come on, yes, I need my behavior. Not, not the behavior that everybody sees. Come on. Yeah. But that stuff that nobody can see. Come on. Yes, yeah. You're saying things. She looks like somebody I don't like. I don't like that. That's not cool with God. God don't want us flowing like that. No, he don't. He want us. God says that. That we are to love those who despitefully use us. So you know he wants you to know love people who ain't did nothing. You just you just looked at them. You concluded, I don't like her. She ain't the type, she ain't the type person I would like. You know, light skin, dark skin. I don't I mean light like, yeah, what happened in red phone sisters? Y'all know I'm telling you too. Thank God for his mercy. His mercy is so valuable that he says they are new every morning. Every morning. He doesn't leave us hanging because it's his mercy. It's his mercy that holds back his wrath. Come on, you say that. It's his mercy that that stops him from giving us our just due. Right. We deserve to die. We rebelled against God. It was his mercy. There is no mercy for the devil. The fallen angels. And those who reject Jesus on purpose. There is no mercy. But nothing is standing between justice and God. And you don't want to fall in the hands of a living God. When you know you've done wrong. You need that mercy. Because he ain't got to kill you. He'll just completely move away from you. He ain't even got to get the devil off your back. Your flesh is enough to send you to hell. Our carnal nature, our carnal nature is enough for us to bust hell wide open. That's why you're going to have the Bible speaks about many who stand before him and say, hey, look, didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast? These are leadership uh, businesses. Most lay people, they will cast out the devil. Don't get it twisted. But normally those types of leadership positions is what's being displayed when they stand before him. And God's, God's going to tell them, hey, look, you may have done those things, but you didn't do them under my auspices. 
You did them so you could be seen of men. You did them so you would become popular and famous, receive alms and money, and wear $800, $900 suits and drive Mercedes Benz and pack your church up with all kinds of good-looking people and, 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 and money for days and, and what have you. Well, God is really not interested in that type of stuff. Come on, say it. And I heard this one preacher say, everything that's big, that's big, don't mean God is in it. Some things that get big and it's swollen. There's a sickness. It just, it just swollen up. Am I right? It just swollen up. I'm not impressed with numbers. Never have been, and I hope I never will be. If there is one person, I have had prayer alone. I've had corporate prayer. When no one came out, I didn't get you. I let loose and asked the Holy Spirit. Help me to pray God's word to him. Because I want to be in God's perfect will, like all of us. And his mercy is too precious. It's too precious for us as we prepare to close. These core values that come from God, they should influence our core values. We should have empathy. The ability to place yourself when you see someone homeless or on the streets begging, you know, your first inclination shouldn't be judgment. That, that, because there's a lot of things that cause people to lose everything. Mm -hmm. Many of us are just one or two paychecks away from financial disaster. Uh, it, and without mercy, without empathy, you roll them when they come to ask for something. At least let them down easy. Amen. You need to get a job. <laughs> I work for my money. <laughs> and I ain't going to give it to you. You got legs. You got arms. Go out there and do some work. You don't work. You ain't got no business eating. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm talking about Christians. Mm -hmm. This is what we do sometimes. And I have to catch myself. I have to catch myself. And I'm very, I don't give everybody money. I try to be led by the Lord because you have some people are just hustlers. Yeah. They just, some of them are just lazy. They, this has become, they have reinforced this behavior so long they can't get out. If they had stability in their life, it would scam to death. You know? And so we need those core values. We need these three understood and working in our lives so we can form our core values and learn how to treat people. Learn how to treat ourselves. Right now, you have seniors that are scared to death of their future. Not because they don't have money. Not because uh, uh, they have been condemned in some kind of way. But they now are they're entering the age of where they are Putting, they are put in, in the hands of people that have no core values, no good ones. They talk to them in any kind of way. My, my job is, as a social worker out there, it's all ministry. All ministry. And the, the, we have prayer in our office with a, a key, key people and residents. They come to my office, let's pray. We set the stage for the day. We need God in there. There's a place where people are, are fearful. 
They are scared that they're going to, many of them have done uh, uh, considerable uh, uh, behaviors in war, theaters of war, where they have killed people. And now the enemy is tormenting them, saying, you're going to hell. You're almost there. You know. Or you was a bad father. And now it's time to pay. And it is a, a, a very trying sight to see. People in my, I have men come to my office crying because they want to go home. And they really don't want to go home. They want to turn back the hands of time. They want to do things differently, but they cannot. They can't take care of themselves and they kill their wives who try to take care of them. They fall. It takes machines to get them up. Apparatus. Lift them up off the floor. They have to be there. And they're unprepared for this stage of life because of the core values that, that are in those who are taking care of them. How many of you are looking forward to nursing homes? Nobody is. Why? Because of the people who are, who are charged for your care. And as Christians, we have a responsibility to make sure that our children have good core values. Teach them what empathy is. Teach them what work ethic is. If, if, if you don't come to work in the, in the nursing industry, somebody's going to have to take your place. So someone that was had came in and did their job and time for them to go home and pick up their kids, now they're being asked, it's called mandation. Now they're being asked, hey, well, you got to stay. You got to work another shift. We're so sorry, but we're the state. We can't be short. The private industry, if they're short, they, they won't do nothing. They're not going to call the state and say, look, we're short. Come shut us down. They just let the people handle what they can handle. Mm. And if they are not doing their jobs, they can't say nothing to them because they'll hotline them. Hey, they try to make us take care of 15 people when we only supposed to take care of five. And so you create these workers where they on the phone, you know, sitting around. They come there and they got to work. It's like, what? <laughs> Neck poppers, you know, body language. Yeah, you got to do some work. You got to get somebody some water. You got to turn someone. They got bed sores. You got to keep them moving so they don't get the bed sores. You got to change them. You can't leave them. You can't ignore call lights. These are all lacks, uh, things that lack empathy. And all of these core values come from God. Empathy, integrity, and ethics. And so with that in mind, I charge you, begin to teach your children and grandchildren Bring up the conversation. Rather than talking about all the programs that's going on on uh, uh what's that movie uh, uh, uh what's it? Or well, Empire. Oh. Sitting around talking about Empire and all that stuff. Talk to your kids about core values. Tell them how important it is to have these things in your life because they give you parameters. It's at 930. Right? So I'm gonna stop at five minutes. Uh, all the things that you need those things to, to, to keep you in line. Without core values, you have no restraints. You behave any kind of way. You get mad, it cuts everybody out. Then ask God to forgive you. Wrong side. 
you got to have them things to, to be, be parameters to keep us from going. I'm not going. I'm not going to cuss you out. Amen. I ain't going to cuss you out of my mind. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not pleased with your behavior. I don't like your response. But I'm not going to give tit for tat. I'm not going to. Because you, you came against me now. I, I got to come against you. I got to get even. The Bible says that vengeance is the Lord's. Uh-huh. He said you need to love your enemies. Not only your enemies, but those who despitefully use you. You got to love them. <laughs> But that's what he is asking us. And without core values, you won't be able to do it. You don't know what caused them to behave that way. What led them to wind up being homeless and out on the street there. You don't know what devastating issues in their life that caused them to give up and just whatever. They become victims of circumstance. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you, first of all, for your core values. Without love, without mercy, and without grace, we, we, couldn't even, we couldn't even relate to you. You couldn't relate to us. Thank you for your core values. Now raise up in our generations core values. Give us, uh, uh, help us to realize how important it is to empathize with others. The Bible says that you sent, you sent the prophet in and he sent what they said. Before he said a word, he experienced the things that were challenging them. And he, it caused him to, to want to pray for them instead of coming and calling down a fire from heaven to destroy them. Now, so now since he has sent what they said and experienced some of the things, some of the challenges in their life, he had compassion which is a core value. He had compassion. And he prayed God's best for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, release these core values in the hearts of your people. Yes. That we might release them in the hearts of our children. And begin to turn this thing around, Father. You said in your word that, that this, the, the things would wax worse. But that's, that was not to say that the Christians became weak. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are more than conquerors in all things. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. So, Father, have your way. Cause us to run with this word. Not just hear it, and it's gone. But cause it to resonate. And spark something in each one of us that we check our values. What do we value? What's important to us? There's bad behaviors. Lord, we need to change. We just need to change. We cannot stay in, in, in bad situations, Father. You're expecting us to grow up in you. So thank you, Father, for what the Holy Spirit has given us. We won't be just hearers. We will be doers. Every generation in this room, every uh, generational curse that will be broken because of the conversations this congregation will have with their families and their loved ones and their co-workers and those whom they meet to talk about core values, empathy, integrity, ethics. Father, we promise to give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Now, it, it, would, it, would, it, would be, it would be useless if, if you had core values and you don't have Christ. Come on. I mean, you waste, you're literally wasting time. You, the, 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 the key to all of this is receiving Christ. And if there is anyone in this room Come on. that have never truly asked Christ into their life, or if you're here and you want more of him, you're like, you're like uh, Jacob. You want to grab hold of God and say, Lord, I am not letting you go until you change this mess in me. I don't want to stay like Paul. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I have no business doing, that's what I'm doing all the time. You're the only one who can save us. And so, Father, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anyone? Everybody say, you want to get saved, young man? He wants something from God. You want What you want from God? Amen. That's a good thing from a young man. That's for values. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I know when you said for you to talk, I know it was going to be on.